with your friends. The subject part of my address is the situation in Donbass and the special military operation on its liberation from the neo-Nazi regime that seized power in Ukraine in 2013 as a result of the armed coup d'etat. I address you, all the citizens of our country, people of various generations and age, to the people of our great homeland, to all who has united great historic Russia, to soldiers and officers, volunteers who are now fighting at the front line, who are their fighting position, to our brothers and sisters, people of the Donetsk and Lugansk People's Republic, Kherson and Zaporozhye regions, and other liberated territories, liberated from neo-Nazi regime. I'm going to speak about the necessary emergency steps to defend the sovereignty, security, and territorial integrity of Russia, about the support of willingness and aspiration of our compatriots to define their own future and to counter the desire of the Western elites who want to preserve their supremacy and they want to suppress any sovereign and independent centers of development to continue to blatantly enforce their will on other countries and peoples to impose their pseudo values on them. The goal of the West to weaken and to eventually destroy our country. They speak directly that in 1991, they managed to divide the Soviet Union and now the time has come to do the same with Russia that it should collapse into many regions that will be at war with each other. And these are the plans they have been having for a long time. They were promoting armed groups in caucus. They were putting NATO infrastructure close to our borders. And for decades, they were cultivating hatred to Russia, first of all, and Ukraine that they were turning into anti-Russia at bridge, and they turned Ukrainian people into cannon fodder, and they pushed them to start the war against our country. They started this war back in 2013. They were using forces against civilians. They organized genocide and terror against the people who refused to recognize the power that came to power in Ukraine as a result of coup d'etat. And after today's Kiev regime basically publicly refused to resolve the issue Donbass peacefully, and they started talking about their willingness to have nuclear weapons, it became absolutely clear that the large-scale assault in Donbass, like it happened two times before, is inevitable. And then it would have led to the assault on the Russian Crimea, on the Russian Federation, that's why the decision about the preemptive military operation was the only possible step. Its main goal is to liberate the entire territory of Donbass, have always been the main goal and top priority. The Lugansk People's Republic has been almost completely liberated from neo-Nazis. There is still fighting going on in the Donetsk People's Republic. Over eight years, Kyiv regime has created multi-layered defensive infrastructure and assaulting them directly would have resulted in heavy casualties. That's why our armed forces and armed forces of the Donbass republics are trying to save lives and military equipment 
and they are moving step by step, gradually liberating their territories and the cities and towns of their republics. They are liberating people who Kifrajim turned into Yushu. As you know, professional soldiers are participating in the special military operation who have contracts with the armed forces. And there are volunteer units who fight shoulder to shoulder with them. People of various age and professions, they follow the call of their heart to defend the people and the territory of Donbass. That's why I have instructed the Ministry of Defense to determine the legal status of a volunteer and of the fighters of the Donetsk and Lugansk People's Republics. They should have the same legal status as soldiers of the Russian army, including health care and social guarantees. And the special attention should be paid to organizing supplies for the volunteer units with equipment and material to resolve the priority tasks to defend Donbass, our forces, using the plans and decisions of the Ministry of Defense and General Staff, have liberated vast territories of the Kherson and Zaporozhye regions and a number of other territories. As a result, there is a long line of contact that is longer, greater than 1,000 kilometers. And here is what I want to say publicly for the first time after the beginning of the special military operation, including during the talks in Istanbul, the Kiev representatives reacted to our suggestions and proposals quite positively. And we talked about guaranteeing security of Russia and guaranteeing its interests, but it was obvious that the West was not happy with the peaceful resolution. So after the compromise was reached, Kiev was directly instructed to undermine all the agreements. More weapons were pumped into Ukraine. The Kiev regime used new gangs of mercenaries and neo-Nazis and the units trained by the NATO standards and led by the Western instructors joined the fight. At the same time, reprisals across Ukraine against their own citizens strengthened. And it started right after the coup d'etat, armed coup d'etat in 2013. The intimidation policy, terror, violence has been becoming more and more massive, more and more barbaric. I would like to emphasize we are aware that most people who live at the liberated territories, first of all, I'm talking about the historic lands of New Russia, they don't want to be under the neo-Nazi regime. In Zaporozhye, in Kherson, in Lugansk, in Donetsk, they can see the atrocities that neo-Nazi are carrying out in the areas they captured. Followers of Bandera and Nazi death squad, they torturing people. They put them to prison. They retaliate against civilians in Donetsk and Lugansk People's Republic in Daparoshi and Kherson regions before the hostilities. More, more than 7.5 million people used to leave. Many of them had to become refugees to leave their homes. And those who stayed, I'm talking about some 5 million people, they have to live under constant shelling and rocket attacks against neo-Nazi gangs. They are carrying out terrorist attacks against civilians. 
and we have no right to leave people who are close to us to these tortures. We have to listen to their call who they want to determine their own future, their own fate. The parliament of the Lugansk and Donetsk republics and administration of the Zaporozhye and Kherson regions made a decision about carrying out referenda about the future of these regions, and they appealed to us, to Russia, to support this decision. I would like to emphasize we will do everything to provide safe conditions to hold the referenda so that they could express their will and make the decision about their future and the decision that will be made by the majority of the people of the Donetsk and Lugansk People's Republics of the Kherson and Zaporozhye regions, we will support this decision. Today, our armed forces, as I have said, are acting along more than 1,000 kilometer long front line. They are fighting not just against Nazi units, but against the collective West war machine. And in this situation, I think the following steps have to be taken. And it is completely adequate towards the threat that we are facing, namely to defend our motherland, its sovereignty and territorial integrity, to defend safety of the people at the liberated territories. I think we should suggest the proposal of the Minister of Defense and General Staff about starting partial mobilization in the Russian Federation. Once again, we are talking about partial mobilization. Only those citizens who are currently in the reserve will be called to arms. First of all, those who have certain experience, who served in the army, who has necessary skills and competence, they will pass additional military training or they will be sent to the units considering the experience of the special military operation. The decree on partial mobilization has been signed in accordance with the legislation. We will inform about that chambers of the Federal Assembly and the State Duma. The mobilization will be launched today, starting with September 21st. I instruct the heads of the regions to give any possible support in this effort. I would like to emphasize especially that the citizens of Russia who will be mobilized will receive the status and all the social guarantees and all the payments that the soldiers who have contracts with the army have. And the decree on the partial mobilization also stipulates certain additional measures on the state contract for the military industrial complex. Because these companies have the direct responsibility to increase the number of the military equipment to use additional industrial capacities. And all the matters of the research and financial support of the military industrial enterprises should be resolved by the government immediately. Dear friends, in their aggressive anti-Russian policies, the West has crossed the line. We keep hearing threats against our country, against our people. Certain irresponsible politicians from the West, they don't just say about their plans to supply long-range assault weapons to Ukraine systems, 
that would allow them to strike Crimea and other regions of Russia. Such terrorist attacks, including using the Western weapons, are also used against the Belgorod and Kursk regions using the contemporary systems, aviation, satellites, strategic unmanned aerial vehicles, and NATO is performing reconnaissance across the entire Russian border. In Washington, London, Brussels, they push Kyiv to try to move the hostilities to our territories. They don't even hide it when they are saying that Russia should be destroyed at the field of battle. And they should deprive us of any kind of sovereignty. They should rob our country of everything. They have started nuclear blackmail. I'm not only talking about the attacks against Zaporozhye nuclear power station that is promoted by the Western creators, but I'm talking about the statements about high-level representatives of the NATO countries about the possibility of using weapons of mass destruction against Russia, nuclear weapons. And those who make such statements against Russia, I would like to remind them that our country also possesses various type of bright weapons. And in some components, we have more modern weapons than NATO countries. And if the territorial integrity of our country is threatened to defend and protect our country and our people, we will use all the means that we have. And I'm not bluffing. The citizens of Russia can be confident that we will defend the territorial integrity and sovereignty of our country. And I would like to emphasize it with any means that we have in our possession. And those who are trying to blackmail us with nuclear weapons, I would like to remind them that the wind can blow towards them as well. In the destiny of our people, it is to stop those who want to dominate the world, who want to enslave our homeland, our fatherland, and we will do that now as well. That's how it will happen. I trust in your support.